Good afternoon. It is May 2nd, 2023. You're listening to A Little Column A, Little Column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I had multiple animal stories, and I couldn't just pick from one of them, so I got to bring all three of them up, and I've changed it from just about the animals to a decision that you're going to have to make. There are three possible scenarios that you could be in. Which one would you want to deal with uh, the, the least amount out of these three? The first one is there is a truck, a big truck, carrying bees. It gets in an accident. Over one million bees are just set loose. So that's your scenario one. Scenario two, your principal, you're going to work. You're unlocking the, uh, the, the dumpster for the day. When you do that, boom, bear pops out on you. That's option two. Option three, you go down uh, in the morning to uh, get in your car to go to work, you know, normal day? No, not today. There's an alligator in your car. Bees, bears, or alligators, what are you dealing with? All right, so I have, I, I you know, I of recent news, I have a little experience with some alligators. I saw I saw some, we went on a swamp boat in New Orleans, and I, and I saw some people playing with some alligators. I hope they were still alligators. I'm not entirely sure of the crocs and alligator things. I think, I think there's only gators there. That being said, I'm still not sure that's the obvious choice. Bees sounds like it should be the easy choice, but I'm still traumatized from the Black Mirror episode where bees go instinct and they become robot bees controlled by the government, and that gets real shaky. So that, bees just terrify me in general just from that concept alone, not to mention very unpredictable. I I, I can't, can't communicate with any of these animals, but that, that seems like the one where it makes the least amount of sense. Like, I don't know what I did to you. Like, I'm not, I'm not real interested in flowers. You know, you, you do your thing. You, you keep keep things going around here but the bear the bear could probably do the most damage of them all that being said the bear might be car- most scared of me out of all of them I, I i actually think so the the bear i'm least scared of the bear is that crazy like i'm <laughs> assuming it's just some some black bear kind of thing over here i i see these are the ones i don't that- think so when you uh what was it was it last summer or the summer before that you had a little bear situation and you're still alive yeah and i i was able to maneuver out of that a lot better than I think I would have maneuvered out of any of the other situations is, is really what I'm saying. I, you just just make a lot of noise. Now, that being said, any of these animals and any of these insects, animal combinations decided that they wanted to be dangerous in any form or way. It's not like I really have any defense here. So this is, this is really a lose-lose situation regardless. But I think I'm least scared of the bear out of the situation just because I, I think there's unpredictability of the bees. And there's a lot more of them. You know, there might just be one bear. Would you rather one bear or like a thousand bees? Is is there an amount here? Is it just one bee? Just one bee? Maybe maybe that's not so bad. It was a million. That's that's a lot of bees. Over a million bees. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. That that sounds you're 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 screwed. Like even that's if you were a swarm. I don't know officially how much a swarm, but I got to imagine that's a, a large swarm. That's a large one. So yeah, I'm 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 going with the bear. I the the, the alligator. Might might be fine. I don't know. We did you ever hear about the story about the guy that robbed like a fast food place in Florida with like an alligator? Like he, instead of no. a weapon, came no, up. I did not. Instead of a weapon, he's he's in the drive-through. This is a real story. You can look this up. I I, I, swear, I can't tell you which which town it was in Florida. I just remember it was in Florida. The guy comes up through a drive-through, and rather than like a pointing a gun at the person at the counter, he points this alligator. But the the thing is, is he throws the alligator into the drive-through like cashier kind of area where he, where we would pay, and then he's kind of lost his weapon now because he's he's completely disarmed because he he's he's lost his gator and the gator is now wandering inside the thing and they're freaking out because somebody just threw a gator through the window, 
and it's and it's roaming around the fast food place now at this point. But it, lo and behold, he really doesn't get anything done here. I, I, I guess labeling this as a robbery was, was ineffective because I don't think anyone actually handed him any money once the gator was inside their kitchen. A Is story- it just assault then? I have I have no idea. I I just just the the game plan of walking into all of this was I need to go rob this place. I need some money. How about I go get an alligator and I take it with me and maybe that'll help because I don't have any other form of of threatening ways. And this is this is just you know down by the stream over here. No problem. We'll just grab them and we'll we'll put them back after. Maybe we'll do them again next week. Just an insane strategy that I can't connect the dots on and. Sobriety is a dangerous thing out there. I, I don't. I can't yeah. really, really say much more on that. So th- there's, there's part of me that says that, that that was a this this guy couldn't have been trained with alligators. Like it sounds like he just did this, and maybe maybe there's something not as threatening about it because of that. I I, I don't know. I, I saw guys poking them in New Orleans, but they're very comfortable with them, and I think those are almost not n- wild alligators at this point. When you're in the the swamp boat tour, this is, this is basically kind of like a zoo. I think they're you know kind of taking care of a little bit more of their environment and their ecosystem. So maybe. Maybe not as aggressive towards people, but I, I, I'm going with the bear. Is that the right answer? Who would you, what'd you go with? I think I go with the bear as well, just because, like you said, it's one thing, and I've had no experience with alligators. So I just, I, I don't know what direction they're going in. I don't know how fast they really are. And I think, like you said, with the bears, you know, the bears you're dealing with out here that are in the, uh, in the dumpster. It's like, oh man, he's been eating garbage all night, so he's not real hungry. And just the bees, the bees are just a wild card. A million of them. Just I, I just don't know what their what, what their actions gonna be. Are they looking to just escape anywhere? Obviously, there's a car, you know, crash. It was they're gonna be all discombobulated. But I because then my mind was thinking, okay, well, if there was a crash, could I just stay in the car? And I know that was an option. So it was all gonna be out in the open. I was also thinking that bear would be uh, the the best out of these three terrible, terrible animal uh, situations to be in. All right, one last alligator bit here. They. Generally, I mean, I, I don't quote me on this, but the way that their structure and their eyesight is, you're far more in danger if you are to the side of them than if you are directly in front of them. They want to sideswipe you, and if they do sideswipe you, you're done. That's it. It's game over. Little little little, little shift to the right or the left, and the mouth just grips, and you're done. Straight ahead is a little bit harder for them to both see and to kind of maneuver straight forward and, and clamp down on you. It's, it sounds... Sounds backwards, but it's you're you're way better off kind of straight up in front of it than you would ever be on the side of it. You're on the side of it, you're done. It's over. You have no chance. Th- their eyes are just staring straight at you. They know exactly where you are, and and their neck is made to just kind of snap to the sides like that, rather than snap forward and lunge at you. Just 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 you know, you, the more you know. I like it. I like it. You know, we we got some. We got a little bit of information. I think we you know we might even talk some basketball on this podcast, which. If you take our advice, if you take my advice, you're in big trouble. If you take Will's college basketball advice, you're in big trouble. So I think it's good. Maybe we should start more often with like, hey, here's some advice from you that might actually help you in your life. We could save your life compared to these other uh, uh, other news and takes we're going to have that could just they're just going to hurt you. I believe most news is just warning you of stuff. It doesn't actually cure anything or provide any solution. I mean, we gave you a full circle there. This is news and a solution. It's it's it's, it's what more. True. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about that. What more could you ask for? Speaking of what more could you ask for? What more could you ask for out of Nikola Jokic, who is likely not going to win the MVP, who's going to make everyone look really silly, who didn't vote for him for MVP? 
has another magnificent game. And I have I have thoughts on this. I have mostly thoughts on the struggle of Phoenix as Denver Nuggets now lead the series two games to none. They'll play the next two in Phoenix. First game they handle 125 to 107. Second game a little little tighter, a little lower scoring, 97 to 87. A bit of a rock fight in in a strange way. Chris Paul leaves about halfway through the third, does not return. Groin injury, seen that before, looked at that before. This seems very familiar. Doesn't seem like he's going to be coming back. Not a whole lot of details on that. I won't don't quote me on it entirely. I think the biggest thing that I saw in this was that Chris Paul was destroying them in the pick and roll, putting Jokic in that awful predicament of having to switch and having to do his best to guard any of these guys in a one-on-one situation, which is kind of the only way Chris Paul is going to score right now. He's only going to score in a pick and roll defense. The only other guys that can score in an isolation are Kevin Durant and Booker, where you don't necessarily need to have a ball screen. They already have the mismatch. There isn't a guy that's going to come guard them. That being said, I thought way too many times that both those guys settled choosing not to have the ball screen and choosing not to attack Jokic, who can't guard them. Like it, it, I don't think any of the guys out there can guard them, but this guy definitely can't guard them. And so I, th- I thought that was a mistake where they kind of fell in love with this isolation. And Chris Paul was really the only one taking advantage of Jokic on defense. And now that he's gone, I'm wondering if they're going to pull the switch on that or if they're going to continue to play and put the pressure on so many bench guys. Everybody on Phoenix plays, every single player, from Biombo to D- Damian Lee. Landale is out there just getting fouls at the end of the game. Cameron Payne was awful. I'm generally a, a, a fan of Cameron Payne, but, man, it there's certain confidence you can see when guys release a shot, and he just didn't have it, and I'm terrified of him holding the ball at this point. He just didn't look good. Turnovers all over the place. Torrey Craig struggled. Biombo not great. I have no I have no solutions here, and now they're going to be without Chris Paul, the only guy that I thought was smart enough to take advantage of the one weakness on the other side. This seems like a wrap to me, and I don't know if anyone would have said that like a week ago or even coming into the playoffs. What are you thinking here? I got a big solution for you. It's real simple. It's not playing in Denver and playing in Phoenix because now, I mean, no Chris Paul, that's not going to be good, but in the past where Chris Paul had to be you know, your first or second best player, he can, it's fine if he's the third. So if you lose him, you've lost your third best player, not your best player. Never good. I understand that. But now rather than you're mentioning, you know, the guys down, down the bench, uh, like all those guys you mentioned, uh, I mean, I'm trying to do the math real quick, but I'm pretty sure they had single digit points. All of those guys you mentioned, that's, that's clearly not enough, but Denver won the two games at home. Like they're supposed to. Now it's going to go back. And I think that you got a guy uh, like, like Durant, you got Booker. I think that the, you know, your bench at home way more likely to show up. I would have been saying these exact same things last year in that Celtics net series with, oh, okay, well now it's going to be Durant back at home. So maybe I'm way off, but I, I don't think this is, this is over. Shut it down. I, I think that there's still a, uh, I, I think that, you know, next week when we're talking and it's, you know, game five is on the, on the horizon. I'm not sure exactly the schedule, uh, but it'll just, I, I think it's going to, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if a few days we're talking and this thing's all knotted up at two, two could be, could be. I don't think Denver has played particularly well. Jamal Murray had a terrible game yesterday. I think he's in single digits yesterday. That, that was, that was rough. He hits, I think his first shots in the fourth quarter with like five minutes to go. And that's, that, that's well into the game. Like that's way too late for a guy you're, you're having this sort of reliance on, but you know, Jokic may not be the the sexiest guy. He, he may look like a lumbering Shrek out there that, that isn't 
entirely threatening beyond his size, but man, he is so efficient on every single move, every single body. I also think he has this advantage of, of like, I think I've used this example before of like when you're in boxing and the guy's just constantly leaning on you and just putting all of this weight on you. It just feels like he's just pressuring and exhausting the other team just by being out there. I, I, I just think Denver can play better and those guys will eventually make shots one games. And I'm betting on all of those Denver guys making shots one game than any of the guys on Phoenix. Half of these guys couldn't even hit the rim yesterday and they're suddenly going to make shots at home. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the other guys are, aren't as great on the road as well. But I, I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing here. I think the Chris Paul injury was not only predictable, but now that's. I think that's it. I think they needed him. I think it's crazy to say that, it, like he was going to stay healthy. But I think it's also crazy to think they're going to be able to do this without him. I, I don't think they can, and I, and I don't like this. I, this is very much like the the, the Kings, Golden State. We we could do a quick little recap while we get this in there. They were up two nothing, and I said this is it for Golden State. They're done. This is probably the last game for Draymond. Kerr is probably ready to quit and retire, and Curry is going to say, I can't believe we wasted this year and we lost to Sacramento. Well, here we are <laughs> where we are right now, and that's no longer the case after being up 2-0 with a Draymond suspension and home court advantage. Sacramento's at home fishing right now, and Golden State is still alive. So I, I, I suppose it's possible. We just saw it happen. It's it still, It still went seven. Is this gonna it, go? it went seven. So, so I'm not saying that because I, I would have picked the, the, the Nuggets to win beforehand. I'm still picking them now. But I'm just saying, I don't think that this is, you know, a sweep. This is going to be over with. I think this is going to, this is, this is going to have a few more games left in it here. I think we've all underestimated Denver, though. I, I even me. I, I feel like I was very sneaky in not talking about them as a favorite or even really considering them over a lot of other really good teams. They're teams that I thought were better. But I mean, the more I the more I see and the more I watch them in the playoffs, just find ways to win games where they're not even playing well. Like that is championship stuff. That is the stuff that you need, and th- and they're doing it and it's happening. And I don't know how they're doing it. I thought Caldwell Pope had a great game. He wasn't shy about shooting. I don't think he's ever been shy about shooting. But I I bet Phoenix doesn't. Phoenix doesn't really have a guy like that. Like they need like an Eddie House to come in and say, "All right, cooking time." None of these guys are going to be it if you, if you ask me. But. We'll see. All right. So they're do, not. And do we know? Do we know that Chris Paul's even gonna miss any time? I mean, he left with with tightness, and that, that's never good because there's not a lot of a lot of details there. But I got to imagine with it going from Denver to Phoenix, that there's gonna be that extra day of rest. Do you think that's gonna be enough, or do you think like automatic? He's out at least one game, if not like done, done. I think he's done for the series. I'd be shocked if he's not done for the series. This would be the first time he's oh, ever okay. been able to recover from this groin injury, which truthfully, I don't think he's ever actually recovered from in general. This is it's got to be the same. Same hammy, same groin, or same whatever leg I think that he had in Houston. And it was the same thing. He plays too hard. He can't really do it anymore. He's at an age where it's incredible that he's even playing and that he's even effective of all this. But he can't do it 40 minutes every night. Like he, He's playing serious minutes. All, all the guys are. Durant plays 45 minutes almost. Booker plays almost 45 minutes. Like this, These are tons of minutes. Chris Paul played 26, and they were still basically half a game to go. There's a lot of miles on those already, and I didn't think this was the, the smart way to do it. But but I just talked about all the other guys. Like, who are they supposed to do? Like, they, like, he's forced to play these minutes. Like, they can't play anyone else. And I think losing him from playing that just puts another irresponsible person that just eliminates possessions and adds turnovers that Chris Paul wasn't doing. I don't like it. Doesn't pass the smell test. But, you know, I didn't really love Miami going in into the playoffs, I, despite the threat of them terrifying the Celtics I, I would have never imagined they'd be where they're at right now and not only are they in the second round but they're up one nothing on a road team 
in MSG, Jimmy's ankle is, I don't know if it's even, I don't even know if he's a real uh, human being at this point. It's, uh, it, it was breaking news just as uh, I'm watching SportsCenter right now. He will not play game two tonight because of that ankle injury from, from game one. I don't think it's a bad move. They they already accomplished what they, they wanted. Got to jobs done. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Just don't don't screw up today. No one. They can't afford any other injuries. I don't know why he played down down the stretch. That was what there was under three minutes to go, and you could see him going up and down the court, and it was he is not good. And if they had had uh, you know a one point lead, or if it was just really just Jimmy's gonna do some some crazy you know, old school Isaiah Thomas sort of thing, but it was like why why are you letting him play on it? You're up ten. You know, you're up six. It was, you know, went up to ten, but even at six, it just, yeah, let him, let him go over to the side. You know, keep, keep him warm if you need to put him right back in, but just see if you can just hold on with the other guys. So that's too bad. I heard, well, I heard, well, two, what, well, two things about that. I heard he didn't want to come out, and that he just said no. I heard that. I don't know if that's true, but I, I heard that. And, and, and even if it is, I. That's a good why coach. you're a coach. Yeah, and you, Spolster has been around. It's like he says no, and you say, "Hey, I get you're the tough guy, but we're going to need you down the stretch. This isn't just this isn't a game seven, and we move on. If we win game one and then lose the next four, we're toast." Just to reiterate a conversation that we had together while watching this in person, like not necessarily in person, but in in live time of watching it and saying. But it's working. Like it's just keep just keep doing it. They're not attacking Jimmy, and and yet they're not doing anything on defense either. They're not doubling anyone off of him because he can't move. They're they're not attacking him in a pick and roll. They're not doing. I, I not doing I anything. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't get it because it was a situation. It wasn't because especially like with like the final four. When you're in the arena, you, you miss out on some te- some things that you'll see on TV. Where this was, it was pretty clear he fell down. Like they went to a commercial, he was on the ground for a while. It wasn't a, oh, I you know we didn't even notice you know walking off the court. He kind of twisted his ankle or something a little bit, or you know right before halftime. It was, you saw the guy on the on the ground. How did you not put him in a in a pick and roll or go right at him? I don't know, I don't know. And I, I kept saying, why is he still? You kept saying, why is he still in there? I said, why is he, why is he still working? Like why are they, they're going up? They're they're on a they're up by more than they were. Before when he was healthy, he, they're playing better somehow with all of this. The Knicks completely fall apart. I'm ready to have the conversation on. I've mocked Kyle Lowry's not only waistline but the contract and the money that it cost and all of the effort that that went into all of this that they could have had a bunch of other pieces. And yet, last year they're a one seed and they advance, and I'd say they had a pretty successful year with that. And this year they beat a one seed, and he kind of has has had a couple big games in the playoffs already. I'm. I'm not a fan of the grifting. I'm not a fan of, of it all, but I'm a fan of getting the job done. And I don't care if he's terrible every regular season, if they got to crawl in and play the playing game and all that. If he's going to be like this and be effective in the playoffs, I think it's worth it. I mean, what other what other guys could you spend the money on? I think the list of what you're getting in the playoffs here is such a list, short list of reliable people that it's almost worth it. And then, you know, throwing Kevin Love into all this too, a guy that was just a throwaway that cost them nothing, that, that Cleveland, who is now at home, doesn't have, and that Miami was just able to add out of, out of a buyout contract, I, I'm I'm baffled by by all of this. I, I don't have a whole lot of rationale of saying the Heat are up one nothing on a, against the Knicks, who were at home, and one of the main reasons and that is, place that place was rocking. That is like one of like the loudest on TV crowds that I've I've heard. 
They were absolutely locked in right from the start. They definitely got a little nervous in the middle, which was understandable, but it wasn't like they left. I mean, it was a close game pretty much all the way through. I, I think it was definitely close. You know, it's closer than the the, the seven point game, which it, which it looked like. It, it was pretty close m- most of the way. Just just an impressive. We're tougher than you against a really tough Knicks team, and and they're doing it with Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love. Kevin Love is throwing outlet passes like UCLA all over again, and it's and it's working. And it's it's, it's just. It, it it seems like something the team should be able to stop, and yet nobody's been able to stop Miami. They they keep going. They have another injury. This might be the final blow that that just ends it, and 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 maybe maybe it'll do it. But the, the zombie heat. But live on the on. flip side, I am also seeing this isn't exactly the breaking news, but you know could go either way. Is uh, Jalen Brunson's questionable for the game tonight? Well, that's not good, Randall. So I I, I still think if you had both of those guys. You still think the Knicks are the favorite, and without both those guys, I still think the Knicks are the favorite. But I thought that uh, before Game One, and I was wrong, and I thought that, I thought the Bucks were way better, and they they lost in five. I don't know what's going on with these guys. Miami, Miami's just ruthless in in their. They just force you to make bad decisions, and they seem to capitalize off of every single mistake so much better than everyone else. Because I, I don't know how else to describe it. I, I can't describe them as just being better than the other team. It just feels like they're better executed than the other team because the talent level is just it doesn't add up. Like Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love are not like top five guys. They're not guys that I think most te- most teams are going to want next year or would have wanted this year. Kevin Love was a buyout. They they a playoff team literally, sent him home. Literally, a playoff team said no, thank you. We would rather pay you money to not play here anymore. To play against Please us, leave. basically, and not like a. Uh, I feel like the Russell Westbrook situation with the Lakers, that was just a mess. And that was, you know, he's new to the team. Kevin Love won a championship with the Cavs. This is a team he's been on for a long time. And they still said, nah, no, nah, no, nah, we're good. We, we don't need you. You want to go even farther back in history. There was a refusal to trade him where they had an outrageous tag on him saying, this is the price for Kevin Love. We really value him. And then to not get anything for him throughout all of that time and then to just let him go at this point is that, that I would have I just would have done all of this differently and I bet if they go back in time they wish they did too they could have really gotten something for him years ago when they were tanking and rebuilding and just not good and they such a weird and, and they kept him there the whole time and now he's I'm sorry but he's past his prime and he's 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 desperate for the year he's having right now he's desperate to be on this team he has the right to be on this team he, he's won a championship he should be on a competitive team and just a weird one, weird move by Cleveland that doesn't make a lot of sense. Where there's essentially ten years it feels like where they refuse to trade him, and then ten minutes of thought this year where they're like, "Ah, let's just let him go." Like what? Strange. That doesn't make yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. But you know, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Randall also probably going to be out, and probably I don't know. I don't know if they're even better with him. The scoring might have helped with this, but um, if he's not a hundred percent, I don't really love Randall. Like he's. It feels like he just takes bad shots and isn't able to do the regular impact that he is when he is 100% healthy. So I'm I'm suspect of that even being like an attractive comeback. Like if he's not going to be 100% and effective, I feel like he doesn't have other advantages. He just has deficiencies in shooting and, and, and everything else. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this all goes. I mean, I still think the Knicks are, are a tough team. Their miles also might start add up, adding up on them. I mean, these guys are playing a ton of minutes. I, I would I would love to have another good RJ game. I, that that'd be cool. Just to if we can get anything out of this year, if you're a Knicks fan, it's maybe he's finally this guy and he's finally going to do this and he's doing this in big games. That 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 would be cool. And this is a game up for grabs here too. No Jimmy out there. 
let's 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 send a message. Let's let's see what, what the Knicks can do here. I, they should really rally tonight. And I swear to God, if Miami pulls this off, I, I, I'm not even. I don't even know what else to believe anyway. Should we just bow down and give Spolster the ring right now? Like this is this doesn't make sense. All right, are you ready to talk? It doesn't. Ready? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense at all. It just Miami was like not that far away from. You know they got blown out by Atlanta in the playing game, absolutely dominated. I yeah, so I don't know what exactly changed between now and then, but I think uh, I think we we've, we've known and this is just really cemented that playoff Jimmy is a thing, and some guys have it and some guys do not, and he has it. Yeah. All right. Speaking of guys that have it and guys that don't have it, this is the sad part of the podcast. I don't know if this is the sad part or the angry part. This is the part where we talk about the Boston Celtics. Almighty Boston Celtics looking great, making me say things early on in the playoffs, saying like if if they don't win at all, something went wrong. And a lot of things have gone wrong. Milwaukee's gone. They're not in there anymore. We're playing Philly. We have home court over them, which is great. We've beaten them before. We've beaten them with Embiid before. And they don't even have an Embiid on this game one. And it's like, oh, man, just licking our chops at this point, being like, okay, cool. Let's watch Harden try and beat us. Like one one guy on his own. Let's watch PJ Tucker try and keep him in this game. Let's let's watch Paul Reed try and rebound with Rob and Al. And you know what? I think they they freaking did it, man. They they, they kind of kicked our ass. We called their bluff. I I think there's a couple things that didn't go our way that I I would hope would go our way a little bit more throughout the rest of the series. D'Anthony Milton goes for 17 points in the first half. You want to know how many he had in the game? He couldn't have much more than that. He had 17 points in the game. He didn't score again in the second half. So that is like a huge heat check in the first half, in which he's just crushing it. That fades out into back into reality and kind of evens out in the second half. I'm going to say I don't think he's going to have a lot more of these kind of type of games in, in the series. And if he does, we'll address it. We should. I, I think yesterday was a little bit of a test where let these guys shoot these threes and we really paid for it. They end up going. Uh, let's see, Harden was 7 of 14 from 3. The team was 17 of 38 from 3. They shot 51% from the field. We shot 10 of 26 from 3 and 59% from the field. In a loss. In a loss. And is there anything else yeah, we can blame beyond our defense? Efficiency stats. There's some efficiency stats where this was the most efficient game we've had on offense in a playoff game in 30-something years. So there's only one thing to blame. It's the defense. We perfected well, one two, side of the ball. Two, two things. One, definitely the, uh, the the defense, but almost, you know, your offense helping your defense. We had 16 turnovers. That's the same amount as we had in the previous two games combined. 16, that, that's way too many. Another strange fact of the first half was not only was it hot shooting of all that and Milton putting up 17, Philly attempted zero free throws in the first half. Zero. You wonder how many we attempted. The, the, the Celtics only try only attempted two, and it was like under a minute to go. It was uh, it was Jalen Brown. It was almost a free throwless uh, half. It, it's mind blowing to that as well. So it's like I, I thought Harden was cooking right. He had his shots. I, I assumed he went like twenty from twenty for the line and was getting every single call. There were no calls. There were no calls either way. There's they. Philly finishes the game 12 for 12 from the free throw line after the second half. And a lot of that is end of the game kind of comeback attempts of stuff there too. So basically no free throws for them. We finished 15 for 16. 
and, and I feel like we got so many layups that, that how did we how could we have gotten more free throws? We're, we're constantly attacking. I, it, it does nothing makes any sense to me. We There's, just we stopped attacking in the in the in the second half. They tightened things up, but in that first half, it was just we could get at the rim like anytime we wanted, and then just in the second half, it just it was it wasn't quite there anymore. As well as down the stretch, it seemed real similar to last year against the Warriors of this just team that is just humming along. And then when it really gets to crunch time, just, I don't even know. There's been other times where we've had teams where it's too much of the, all right, guys, I got this. I'm the guy I'll do it. And tries to go one-on-one, but it hasn't been that. I feel like it's been much more. And this was even more uh, last week against the, the, the Hawks when we lost game five and it was just terrible of just like three turnovers in a row of just, it's not lackadaisical passes, but you just so you look at it, it's like, even if you had made that pass, what's the best situation that now there's a guy right on him and he has to also, it wasn't like a, because sometimes I get it, you make like a reckless pass, but it's like, oh, well, if it had gotten to him, you know, layup, 100%. But some of these other ones, it's just, it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a meltdown. It's just, I, that's the only way I can describe it. I'm ready to throw out all the big guys. I'm done with Rob. I'm done with Al. At least if Embiid's not going to be in there, I, I'd much rather Grant think, muscle with, with that, Paul Reed, and I'd play a smaller lineup with White and Brown and Tatum and maybe even Smart, too, and then, then that's that's it. That's how we, we solve the Derek White-Smart combo is we play them both because we could have yesterday. There was multiple lineups that we, we had the opportunity, and we chose to go big, and it was nice to get a couple lobs to Rob for easy alley-oops, but he finishes with it like – Six points. Like it felt like we did that all the time. The other thing, Rob gets zero offensive rebounds. I'm not sure what else he's doing in there. Then zero offensive rebounds. Like, like you're not involved in the offense in any other way other than lobs to the rim and getting the ball back out to guys. I, you got to be something out there if you're going to have an advantage. They have no big guys out there. How do you get zero offensive rebounds? And maybe it's the hot efficiency that we just didn't miss, and there wasn't a whole lot of re- rebounds available, but. You know, Paul Reed managed to get four. I'm just four offensive, not not to, and thirteen in the game. Those got to be ours, if, if you ask me. That that's a little too much when we're playing our size and yet still getting out rebounded. That doesn't make sense to me. Not to mention going underneath so many screens on Harden yesterday, where Al is baiting Horford and putting whoever's on on him on ball in a terrible position. Where the other thing is when you don't do the switch, you don't come up on that. The guy trying to recover, which is always smart or white or someone like that, they foul Harden trying to recover because Al doesn't come up on the screen and doesn't switch high enough. That, that's another thing that I feel like a reason to switch. Just switch everything. We won't foul anymore. The guy will just be there. If he wants to take that shot, he can. But at least we're not chasing him and running into him and fouling him on a possession where our big guys just can't guard him. I, I, I'm I'm out on it. At least I would have been out on it yesterday. I think we could have won the game yesterday if we gotten bold and made that adjustment. But, you know, th- our, we had a strength. We had an advantage on this other team. It just didn't happen. I think that was one of the weirdest executions where we had this advantage the whole game and it didn't work. It didn't work. So I, I would try something else the next game because we're not going to play any better. Our offense is never going to be, be as good. None of these guys. Are I ever... think all, all we have to do is just not have 16 turnovers. And this is totally different. This is the, the Sixers have doubled their wins against us in the past day. They only beat us once during the regular season. And that's when, uh, Embiid went just supernova during that uh, that MVP real hot talk sort of sort of time, and it took Harden going for forty five last night, and it was still. Are we having like a completely different discussion 
if uh, if he misses that three, which Al was right there, he couldn't get much closer. I was actually concerned where he landed. It might have been, oh, awesome, Harden misses, but they were gonna call the you know the flagrant where you land under under the guy because Harden just jumps forward every single time. But when has Harden ever had the the, the clutch? Like he hits that big shot, he misses that under eight seconds. We get the rebound, boom, they foul us, we're up three, you know, salt, salt the game away. It's a completely different situation. So I don't like that we couldn't beat them without Embiid, but I, I'm not I'm not very much uh, panicking uh, at this point yet. I'm only panicked that if Embiid comes back and has one of these games like Harden just had, where we played great. we, we they, they took the game from us. Like, other than our defense you can point at, other than the turnovers that you're pointing at, I – Offensively, that's that's the best we're gonna like. That's 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 what we're looking for. Do, do yeah, that every like I said, like top best offensive efficiency, you know, like in, in forever. Yeah. You know, so I don't think we need to make any any changes there, but I I do think that we could still kind of get there without without some of the strengths that we had. Like we we can sacrifice the strengths of of our bigs is is what I would do, and I would go smaller. I would hope that Brogdon doesn't pass it to the other team as shot clock expires and just basically give him a lane. Layup. I would have rather done a yeah, goddamn. Yeah, can I, can I, can I, can I get a little bit of time to complain about that? Well, I would have rather to take foul, which is something that's also becoming an issue. We got to be real smart about that. They're not messing around with this. I saw a take foul where you, he kind of like, I don't remember who it was, but somebody missed a layup and they just wrapped up the guy immediately after. There were multiple players ahead of him, but they still said it was a take foul because, because it was like he was stopping a fast break. You know, he was. He missed the layup. He was mad he didn't get the call, so he fouled the guy that got the rebound immediately, and they called it a take foul. I thought it was a little ballsy, but I I, I kind of like the direction that we're going. We're, we want fast breaks. We want dunks, and, I, and I'm all kind of for it, but we got to be careful with this stuff. This is They're really not playing around with that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what other adjustments we could make offensively. I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything. Just address some of that other things and, and, and hope that it plays out. I mean, we've had – We've had our problems with uh with Tatum in the playoffs at certain points and in certain games. I think overall he's he's been good. And yesterday has a a thirty nine point double double. It just has a great game, but it just it gets overshadowed because we didn't win. So I just want to make sure that's getting pointed out. Uh, you know, if there's a there's a game later on this series where you know it only has eighteen points and you know is you know a little ice cold from three or something, but we get the W. You know, we always kind of go back and go like, oh, look look at Tatum, but. You know, he was put up the points yesterday. Well, that was not our issue at all. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's... No, so how how was that not reviewed? It was under two minutes, and I, I don't know. It was hard because they never really showed a replay, for sure. It was like two passes too many when the, the shot clock was getting close to going out. But the other team has to have possession. Not just touching the ball, has to have possession. And there was no even a little bit of like, let's check this out where that was just an easy uh, layup for, for Maxi at the other end. We had the, uh, the, the review on the uh, – one ref called a, uh, a block, one ref called a charge. Then they didn't even make a call, which I thought you had to make a call and then go and review it. They say, oh, no, we're just going to see if he uh, was in the restricted section or not. He was not in the restricted section and then said, ah, actually, no, it is a block. So huge point swing there. But those two, those are basketball plays. That's whatever. The not basketball play that I still have no idea how it went to commercial. They didn't even go to the monitor. Is PJ Tucker wax Tatum right in the nuts? We get what maybe one replay when we come back, and they just yada yada of it saying, "Oh well, uh, you know, 
he wasn't even looking at Tatum, so it, you know I don't think he did it on purpose. Yeah, he with pinpoint accuracy. Go, and Tatum, Tatum goes right down. We, well, all those guys, we we've been there before. It is not fun, and we've mentioned that we mentioned this last week. This keeps happening in the NBA, and I don't know how that wasn't reviewed at all. That is a dirty play. You you can't be playing basketball and doing that. I, you know the whole it's an accident thing. I don't remember ever having this accident. I played a lot of games. There's a lot of guys who played a lot of games. There, there, there aren't these sort of accidents. The other thing that I'm continuously not understanding, we were talking about this yesterday. They literally, Dylan Brooks, last week or the week before, got ejected, and he got suspended too. Yeah, he got suspended too for uh, for hitting, hitting LeBron. So I'm not saying it had to be like a whole suspension or anything. I would have at least liked them to go to the monitor and take a look. Our star player goes down and just, ah, no, I don't think he did it on purpose. PJ didn't even like go over to him. That's the only that I would have given him maybe a little bit of the benefit of the doubt after you go to the monitor review. If PJ did that, like like you said, I don't remember this happening very often. And for sure, if it did, that's like an immediate like you go over like, oh, I am so sorry. Like yeah, in basketball, your hands are out. Stuff like that does happen. But just the velocity, the like I said, the pinpoint accuracy. I just don't know how it wasn't even reviewed. You got to at least go and take a look at it. I, I'm and a crucial part in the game. I, I'm gonna need to, you know, I I understand the the the, the political nature of, of of gender norms and all of the complications of all that, and I got no issues with any of it. I just as as a man, nobody nobody as a man wants to be hit down there. I understand why other men are just hitting other men down there, like it's nothing all the time. Now. Like this has happened in two weeks now on like five different occasions. Like I don't I don't know. I maybe. Maybe I haven't been hitting down there in quite some time, but I remember it hurting a whole lot. Does no one else remember that? Like, has this not happened to all these people enough to the point where they don't, they think that it's worth of, a, I want to win this playoff game so bad that I'm willing to hit this other guy in the nuts? I, I don't It's know. how fights start. It's I, how fights start. I, it, and I just don't know how it wasn't even reviewed. You got P.J. Tucker out there, takes zero shots, none from the field, none from the free throw line. And I just hope we really take a look at that and – you know, we're looking to do whatever we're going to do with Harden of just give it to PJ. <laughs> He's got like a layup. Just see. Just see if he, if he knows how. Just something. Uh, yeah, that that not reviewing because it was like back to back and it was just some of the, like I said, some of the other ones were basketball that can kind of go either way. It was a little weird when you lose, you just, you really harp on it. But that one was just, that was a dirty play. And PJ Tucker. I don't know if I really think of him as a, as a dirty player, but he's definitely, you know, he's out there for defense. And so it's whatever he can do to stop the other team. And that seemed like a, I'm going to take things, you know, quite literally into my own hands. And I just don't get why, you know, it wasn't even reviewed. We know for sure, like down the stretch of this series, there's going to be a situation with Marcus Smart and you, uh, but that'll get, get, get reviewed. For sure. It'll absolutely get reviewed. And it's almost like it's highlighted now where we're, we're going to be the ones that strike second that they're actually watching for after they missed the first one yesterday with Harden. The other weird, strange thing about this is the acceptance of it being accidental. Look, I accidentally fouled the guy, you know, like a possession ago. Can we, can we, can we bring that? Like, I didn't mean to hit him. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't hit him on purpose. I, I, but you, but you clearly did. Like, we could see a replay. Like, there's a million things. There's a guy that's still down on the ground over there, but it was an accident. So and he said it was an accident, and it looked like an accident. So there's, there's a weird thing where it's like almost all results based, and then suddenly it's, it's not results based. It's, it's intent based where. We're judging on, you know, it's, it's like the judge is judging you on your apology. It's like, well, 
Shouldn't it be just on the crime that was committed right now, not the, the good speaking and the, the, the good background nature of all of this? It's, it's strange, and it all happens so fast in the game here where they feel so willing to stop and pause the game and review any little thing, and yet something like this, it was like, oh, my God, another nut punch. We can't do this again. Let's just wrap this up and yeah, throw it underneath the rug. Commercial. And then immediately afterwards, and they asked uh, Missoula after the game, asking like, "Hey, you know, did you ask about it?" And the ref said, well, "We just can't review stuff just because you want us to." It's like this wasn't just, "Hey, these guys bumped into each other." <laughs> Our star player was running down the court making a basketball play. He bounced past it, real nice for a layup, and then PJ Tucker whacked him in the nuts. They've taken a look at far more silly, ridiculous, un irrelevant stuff. Yeah, and that's because this was this was deep into the fourth quarter. I don't remember exactly what the timing on was it, but this was in the in the first quarter. This was when uh, a call here or there could really you know make 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 a difference. All right, is there anything else you want to say about the Boston Celtics and the Philly series here before we move on to the primetime Lakers Warriors? Uh, we can we we can, we can move on. I think I've uh, I think I've gotten it all out of my system. All right, let's get one more thing out of the system here. It was going to be Lakers-Warriors, the matchup I think that we've always dreamt on. This feels very much like the Floyd Pacquiao what? fight that we never got in no, the prime that we're now getting not. officially. No. It's way Who's too late. Who's dreaming about this? Besides, unless you're the NBA and this is how you make money. I, why would you not want to watch the two best players of essentially the last 10 years play in a playoff series? Like, why? This is great. This is awesome. And now they don't have KD and they don't have the same teams. It's like they're the, the they're almost in the second stages of all of this. It's it's fun. I'm all for it. I think it's great. I can't exactly. It's a it, nightmare. That's what this is. I, I can't think you're confusing a dream with a nightmare. I think it's a dream matchup. I think it's gonna be great. I think there's gonna be tons of drama in this. I think this is such a fascinating matchup where their weaknesses are their strengths and their strengths are their weaknesses, and it's gonna come down to one of them's gonna work and one of them's not gonna work and. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get suspended. Absolutely. You can lock that in there. Uh, they all might get hurt. They all might get suspended. I wouldn't be shocked by that either. I think we need to rewind just to touch what a little bit. What are you talking bit. about? All of these people, in it, you know. You're talking about Draymond Green. He's the one. LeBron's not getting suspended. Curry's not getting suspended. None of these other guys are getting suspended. It's going to be Draymond Green if it's anybody. Ah, it'll be Schroeder and Draymond. Some, something like that will happen. Or, you know what, maybe maybe Rui wants to make a name for himself and suddenly become a tough guy or something. Or, you know, I, I don't think it'll be Reeves. It'll be somebody odd like that that's not actually making an impact but is is, is going to try to be the, the instigator with Draymond or the enforcer of whatever hockey equivalent it is in basketball. But it's not going to work, and I'm not sure who I'm really ready to pick in this series yet, but I think we need to rewind and talk about how we got to this series in both the – failure of the Memphis Grizzlies and the struggled failure of the Sacramento Kings who were up as I mentioned earlier 2-0 with home court advantage with Draymond suspended for game three and it goes seven it's it's like you, you, you set it all up it wasn't the prettiest way of doing it but the carpets rolled out for you at home the beams ready to be lit and you just you just didn't was, have enough I was impressed when they went when they went down when they they lost game five that they, they got their act together, and they won on the road in game six. You know, it's, it's not what you want, and, you know, there's not a lot of moral victories in the playoffs. But this, this is a young team, and this is a team that has not been uh, successful in the playoffs. You know, this is not how it wanted to end. But I, I thought, you know, just them to force a game seven was impressive. Well, it made sense that they should win. They won two games earlier. Well, and then and then look at uh, 
what uh, the, 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 the Warriors had to do. Steph had to just go absolute, like, I am that guy. You guys all know me. I'm Steph Curry, and I just I can't be stopped. I cannot be stopped. Just 50 points in Game 7. Just very impressive. It's incredible. It's so much fun to watch. It's it's an advantage that no one else has, and when it when it's when it's working and he's doing it, good luck to everyone else. But there's a lot of other issues with this whole series that that I I I love what Sacramento did. I love the success they had this year. But I mean, Sabonis wasn't good. Like I, he just wasn't. And I don't know if the Draymond thing just added up, and maybe it's a lack of experience thing. I, there, there's just there's things that I don't think were really issues for them throughout the regular season that became very evident issues in the playoffs that the Warriors were just able to exploit. It took everything they they, they needed, though. It took 50 out of Curry, so it's not like this is some real big bad Warriors team making another run, but here they are walking in. At least, uh, like you said, Sacramento put on like a at least some effort, and they pushed it to seven. It wasn't quite the embarrassment that Memphis had. I Should we talk about the Memphis TikToks? Should we even put a spotlight on them like do they, they don't well, really just, want any attention just, anymore they don't want to talk to anyone yeah right well just before yeah before we get because this is going to roll right into that but just uh I, I mentioned it a little bit before but i think you, you you need you know to make sure you're you're basking in all of your correct decisions i said that this is all going to go chalk and then there's an eight seed a seven seed and a six seed playing in the in the second round i don't think i could be farther from being wrong and you picked, well, you know, you didn't pick Miami. That would have just, that would have been just crazy. I, I almost got in an internet fight with someone about this uh, last week or earlier this week. But you definitely nailed both the, uh, the, the the Lakers and the Warriors. So just want to make sure you get, you know, your full your full victory lap on that before we get too far. I I feel good about the Lakers. I this was the first thing I said when when they, they just all lined up. I said there's a road for them right now, and there still is a road. It's going to come down to who's going to be the best player in this series. If it's Anthony Davis, the Lakers are going to have a real good shot at winning. If it's more likely, and it seems more likely, it's going to be Steph Curry, that the Warriors are going to get the job done here. There's, I don't think it's really going to come down to as many of these role guys as they want it to. These guys are going to try, but it's going to come down to who's the guy controlling the game here. LeBron's going to do his best. I don't think he's necessarily got the, the endurance to do it anymore, but he, he's... He'll be able to do it for a game or two. It's going to be hard for a series. I'm fascinated on how, who he's going to guard on defense and who other guys are going to guard. Like, what what matchups make any sense in this at all? Like, these are very opposite-opposite right here, where it's like, all right, we're going to put a bigger guy in Curry. Well, that'll be great, but Curry can't guard the bigger guy, and he's still not going to be able to guard Curry anyways. And then on the, on the flip side, like, is LeBron going to guard Draymond? Is that How long is that going to last? Like, is, 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 that, is that what we want? Is this a WWE fight now? Like, that, that feels just intriguing to me of how this is all going to play out and who's going to guard who and how much drama it's all going to cause big market teams across the, across the playoffs right now. If you're the NBA, this is it, right? This is the best. This is the best. You couldn't map it out anymore. This is NFL script writing at its best right now. The the Lakers eight seed for Miami. Like this is awesome. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for the chaos. I'm, I'm thinking right now we haven't really done this uh, so far over the past couple podcasts, but I, Maybe now that it's narrowed down a little bit, should we should we make some picks? Well, no, I don't want to make picks yet because uh, I do want to talk about Memphis because they they're dodging everything left and right, specifically uh, Dylan Brooks. As uh, you know, I want 
I want to be on on the Grizzlies side when they're going against the Lakers, but they made it like, as hard as possible. And then it's a closeout game. You know, for sure you're playing on the road, but a closeout game and you got you get beat by 40. That game was over quick. In the first half, they were down 40. <laughs> it, like, it wasn't, the, you know, at the very end, you know, bench guys were in there and the Lakers were like, ah, we're going to run it up on them. It, th- this was one of those games that you could tell right from the beginning. Memphis, they're done. You know, one, two, three, Cancun. All right, I'm going to put this on mute. If you guys aren't going to put the effort in, I'm not going to put the effort in. Yeah, Dylan Brooks early on talking all sorts of garbage. We talked about this. And then, you know, gets get, ends up getting suspended. And then after the, the last game, just refuses to talk to the media. I guess it's kind of been his MO kind of all year was when they won, he was much like more likely to go when they lost. And if you're a regular guy, I, I, I'd be much more fine with it. But when you want to do all sorts of antics, you, you have to stand up for it later on. Like you just, I don't know. I don't know why I don't make the rules, but that's just, you, you have to. You have to sit there, you have to eat it. And then it comes out today. Uh, not exactly sure who from, but sources confirmed that Dylan Brooks will not be re-signing with the, uh, with the Grizzlies under any circumstances. Have you ever heard that before? Not like, Hey, not going to resign either. Like the team doesn't like it. The player doesn't like it. Just under any circumstances. We're ruling out signing trade right now. We're not even willing to cooperate for him for our benefit. That's rough. Like, cause that's what I'm Dude, hearing I- when I'm saying that. Cause it's like, well, why would you say that? Like, obviously you don't want to resign him, but to say I'm not even willing to do business that could potentially benefit me to him is, is what I'm hearing when you phrase it that way. That's that's saying I am very done with you. This is a divorce that's very permanent, and I'm not even wishing you luck. I'm just saying don't ever come back. <laughs> it's just this is where we're at, though. Yeah. That's where the season I was. Went. Seeing, I was seeing a, uh, NBA Twitter was having, having a fun time with that, just uh, all different accounts of people saying, wait, hold on. You're saying not under any circumstances. You're like, hold on, wait a minute. The, uh, you know, terrorists have your family, you know, gun to your head. And they say, we're going to kill your whole family unless you sign Dylan Brooks. You're not going to sign him then? Oh, wait, hold on. You know, a genie comes and grants you a wish and says, you can have three championships in the next year as long as Dylan Brooks is on the team. You're you're saying under no, zero circumstances. I'll give you one circumstance that they would still do it. I, I can think of only one. And I don't even know if they would do it, but this, this is the only one. If Jaw was like, I want Dylan Brooks to come back. Are you sure? I'm, I, I don't know if he's got the juice for it, but he could try. He could try. He could try. I, I've seen players with, with they, he could pull it off. I think he could. If he really, it was really important to him. If he really wanted to do it, he could do it. He couldn't just say it half-assed, though, like, I think we should consider this. It would be. No, I want this guy back here. He has my back. I don't care what everyone says. I need this. I think this is best for us. Blah, 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 blah. They said under no circumstances. That means if John Morant comes in and says, hey, I would like to have him. They said under no circumstances. Again, just sources have said this. We don't know what camp this is coming from. It seems really bizarre that the Grizzlies would want to leak this. So I'm always trying to think, like, who is this benefiting here? But I have never heard that sort of language coming out before because it doesn't seem like it helps anybody. I mean, I, like no one's coming out of this looking really good. I keep hearing the the Shanghai that he's going to be playing some foreign international ball somewhere. I am not sure he's fallen that far down, but he's going to need to work on some character character likability stuff to be welcomed into any town right now or just any franchise. I think he's created 
enough enemies and enough people of concerns where if, if you're, I mean, if you're like a small, quiet team, you don't need to bring this in there. And if you're already a loud team, I don't think you need to bring this in there either. So I don't know where he fits. He just, he, he's not, he's not that good of a player either. I think that's the other thing is you're, you're hoping to get some heart and some grit out of this. And it comes at the price of that. And I don't even know if that's worth it anymore. You, you can't have a, an enforcer who also causes controversy and it really isn't that great of a basketball player. He's just an enforcer. It doesn't. It's because Stephen Adams was supposed to be the enforcer. You know, I keep hearing he all this. So somebody had to somebody had to step up and fill the role. Next man up situation. And Dylan Brooks tried, but it it was not for him. Look, this team would have been better with Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark. I will give you that. I'm not saying oh, that they're course. worse oh, for sure. Of course, yeah. But they didn't lose by a Stephen Adams and a Brandon Clark. All right, they got their ass kicked. They weren't the better team. I can't see the scenario this year where that team is going to be better. I don't think even if you throw those guys in there that this was going to go a different way. They weren't ready. I mean, they they're trash talking LeBron. No, nobody's nobody does that. Nobody would do that. It's 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 irresponsible, disrespectful, and not smart. Well, I think I think we mentioned that right after when it happened of saying, uh, you know. You got to really make sure you know what you're doing to, you know, to, to play this game. This is this is not an easy one to play. You, you might want to want to hold off a, a few more years before you start playing this game with LeBron. And that might be too soon. I it, The risk of what just happened, though, was a reality. He he could have just not said that and he'd be fine right now. I, I'm sure Memphis would there would be no news of him leaking and being uninterested in Memphis right now if he's quiet and doesn't do any of this stuff. But. This if he is just a, plays good defense, if he just like, I'm not plays. saying like he like shouldn't have done anything. And I think his offense could have been as poor as it was, but it would have been just more basketball guys talking about it and more X's and O's. Where this is just it's right in your face. It just you, you you went LeBron and it did not go how, how you thought it was gonna go, which I think everyone kind of saw. Like it, it, it's still it's still LeBron with a capital L. I was just so advertised. It was so advertised. It was pushed. It was he wanted us he to hear it. He was doing the clapping right in his face. It was just it was it was a whole spectacle event. Well, the event is over. I'm curious to see where it all plays out. I'm curious of the team and the friends that he must have some friends across the league. They can't all be enemies. There's got to be one teammate from college or some buddy from so and so where they have the same agent. I don't know who's gonna save this poor guy and find him a job here, but oh, somebody he's, will. He's he's gonna he's he, he's he's not out of the league. Uh, sure, he's twenty. He's twenty. He's twenty-seven. He was just a starter on a on a on a on a playoff team that was one of one of the top teams this year. He's he's just not gonna fall off. I think he's a weird piece to add, though. He's not a finishing piece. I think he's a guy you, you may want to have on the roster, but I don't know if he's a guy you want to build around remotely. Or I don't think that's he's anywhere near that. And there's there's a lot of guys out there to add that, to these pieces. That's, that's, that's how the that's how the money works. I'm not saying he's going to be a max guy. He's not. You know, hey, we have Dylan Brooks. Now we're going to win a win a championship. It's you know he's going to get paid less, but he, it's not. That's that's why I think throwing Shanghai Sharks out there. I think that's just more just really just drag him through the mud and having you know having a laugh at him well all right let's do this this is a quick quick little experiment here we, we had a ton of buyout guys all year do you think he's better than any of the buy every buyout guy this year like is he better name would, the third you... best buyout guy the third best yeah because i'm thinking you have uh russell westbrook's one kevin love is two who's three plumley hmm 
And that's like a very specific. That was just a good fit and a good need. Yeah, yeah, just like a very specific. He's he's better he, than Jay he's Crowder. Better. I'll he, tell you he, that. He, he, yeah, he was a hell of a lot cheaper yeah, than Jay but... Crowder just to keep this year, and I bet he'll be cheaper next year. He wanted to give up any goddamn picks. Would they give up five second round picks for him? Yeah, he he didn't even really play. And news came out. I saw from him that was just a little uh confused. It kind of seemed like like a little anger, a little confused of just like why why why'd you bring me in? But I, I don't know. The whole past couple of years with Jay Crowder, I liked him on the Celtics, but since then, just weird. Just you know, you didn't get along in Phoenix, and now things aren't going well for you in Milwaukee. And you know, maybe I'm wrong, but just at a certain point, it goes from is it a team thing or is it is it something to do with you? And and when when I don't see you play basketball, I just kind of assume the guys that are watching you play basketball like there's a reason they're not playing you. It was a long time ago. He he's really living in the past, man. He's aged and struggled like years ago, and it's it's he's not young anymore, and he's not good at what he used to be. He's not worth having. He's not a good three and D guy anymore. He's a, he's a bad shooter who can't guard anybody. Who's old and now was expensive for picks. It was like out of all like the homes of all the homes he could have went see. to Milwaukee seemed like the best one they have all this and they didn't need any of the things I just mentioned They're just adding him to a, a group of guys that are already very similar to that of just dogs right defensive guys man when they were looking for scoring though and they were like well I don't know why we traded for this defensive dog and we could have had I don't know just Kevin Love it, 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 just, it, it was a bad move it was an over calculation of an of of a thing they were already good at that they got better at that they didn't need to get better at. They should have addressed something else. I, I don't necessarily blame it all. It seemed like a decent move at the time. It felt like it was weird that they couldn't just make it work in Phoenix because I still think his best choice this year would have been making it work out in Phoenix. Look how desperate they are for him right now. I, very The whole year. The whole year is like you're, you're, you're paying a guy that I think could help, and it's like that's why it took so long for them to trade him because it was, well, we're uh, looking to be a contender, Here's a guy that is looking to be on a contender, but not this contender. So it's like, well, how do you trade? You need another guy that is unhappy that's also a contender that's not picks or young or anything like that. So I, 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 I would say I would much I, – I think Dylan Brooks is much more likely to be on an NBA team next year than Jay Crowder is to be on an NBA team next year. Yeah, I I hope so. I hope, he, I hope the Shanghai Sharks don't even sign Jay. Don't do that anymore. I, Jay – it was great, man. It was a hell of a career. It's not that it was wasted or you just missed the opportunities, man. And it, and it happens. If you want to do a honest thing, man, go go do that. But you're done being that guy. It's over. I, I, I don't want to be the one to tell you, but it's it's not there. He didn't have it in the past couple of years. He didn't have it. He wasn't even remotely close to having it this year on a team that was a number one seed that lost in the first round. You know how desperate they are for a guy to just come in and do something? He wasn't the guy. It's it's, it's over. It's, it's too bad. And it's, it's just more frustrating when you watch just the moves that Milwaukee made, and you're like, all right, well, why did they do that? I was like, well, I guess we could because it's kind of overkill, but, I mean, why not? Like, why why take the chance? We feel like we're going to go deep in the playoffs. It might be helpful to have a guy like this, but I don't know. It, it didn't, didn't work out. Very, very strange situation. I'm curious to see what happens with Dylan Brooks going forward. Uh, all right, a couple quick side little topics here, maybe outside NBA topics. Should we go back to the – the, the animal thing, or should we do the Uber stuff? 
Uber. Uh, I think I think we have I think we have the animals out of our system, don't you? Yeah, I don't know if anyone wants any more. I don't have any other fun facts. I feel like I I recently learned that fact within the last two weeks, and that there's no other animal facts I could share with you that are remotely as helpful. This is, this is like I read a book earlier today, and that's it. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the Uber thing then. Uh, you got apparently an article came out where Uber was willing to share the list of items that are most popular popularly left behind, most common items lost. I don't know what the exact phrasing. Most lost items? Uh, we got we got two. We got most commonly forgotten and most unique lost items. Most unique lost items. All right. Most commonly forgotten. It's it's gonna be like what phone keys. Um. Yeah. It's it's all the it's all the normal wallet. Things. It's, you know, clothing, phones, bags, wallets, headphones, jewelry, keys, books, laptops, watches. It's like all the things that everybody has every time they they get into an Uber. I had no idea that this list comes out annually, but this year's list, the uncommon items, the unusual items are much more interesting. So would you like me to just read them all off? You want me to read them one at a time? How would you like me to do this? I got like go, go. 10 to 15. I think I think you just read them all off, and if I want to comment, I'll, I'll stop you from commenting, but just, just keep going. I'm trying to think of stuff that people have forgotten in my Uber when I was doing it, and sunglasses for sure. Definitely a cell phone. Uh, maybe it was a it was a reusable water bottle, not like a disposable one. Uh, at least one time, but more often than not, a lot of the people were able to recognize they forgot the stuff basically immediately, and I was able to swing around the corner. So it wasn't even like a truly forgotten thing. Uh, so, anyways, what's what's the list? What do you got here? All right, here we go. Number one, fog machine. Then we have an ankle monitor, a unicycle, 16 ounces of fake blood, a Danny DeVito Christmas ornament, a fake tooth, a pin depicting Jesus holding a slice of pizza, a lightsaber, a mannequin wig head, a slab of bluefin tuna for sushi, uh, and a single Gucci loafer. You know, I bet all of the people missing all these items really wish they, they hadn't forgotten them. They sound fairly critical to what they were on their way to be doing. It's uh, the grocery thing. I didn't have to really run into all that. I, I can't imagine being reliant on not having a vehicle and being reliant on Ubers for doing grocery shopping. It just sounds hard and complicated, and, and I wouldn't want to do it. But I guess people are doing it. I'm assuming that's what happened with the sushi thing, right? Was, were we coming from the grocery store, or are we attending an event and providing this? Is this a dinner party where, hey, man, I'm, I'm bringing over the raw fish? <laughs> You're, the, I think the the dinner party is going to be disappointed. Now, how does Uber work uh, when you were doing it with with pets? Did you have to approve, like, hey, I'm okay with having pets in, in my car, or is it just you you kind of had to, or how, how did that work? Uh, they early on when I was doing it, there really wasn't a rule for this, so it was basically up to the driver to reject them or not reject them, and then it was up to the the rider to either make a deal out of it or not make a deal out of it. I don't know. I think if you're the rider. I'm sure you have options now. I imagine that you can approve for all this. What was always the the deal breaker, and I know taxi drivers had all of this was was allergies. So like, look, I I don't care if it serves animal or not. Like, I'm I'm allergic to dogs, and <laughs> and I'm driving you. This is just, just irresponsible. And if we can't understand that, and if you can't recognize that I'm doing this in a non-judgmental fashion. Uh, you know, I only had one person ever bring one dog in. It was a very small, it was very much a lap dog, like an actual lap dog that fits on your lap. So it wasn't that large. And when they asked me, they, they said, uh, 
if you're not comfortable with it, we'll, we'll call another one. I'm sure we'll find somebody somebody else for it all. And I was like, sure, no problem. I had a towel in the back. I laid the towel out, and they did their best to keep the dog on there. I had leather seats, so kind of durable. I, it's 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 fine. I, I I already had other other dogs in there, but it was it was nice that they at least gave some courtesy to it all. But the, the allergies thing is the really only deal breaker of the situation where I think it gets a little bit more complicated. Where I I think you got. You kind of got a fair right to denial, right? This is this is literally endangering my health. I I'm I'm pretty attached to that. I, I'd like to stay healthy, and I don't know. This is like the 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 person that brought the lobster on 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 the the flight that one year. That is old old story. It was a a, a personal or not a personal a service animal it was was the lobster from from Boston to L.A. or whatever flight they had. I, I remember that ridiculous fucking story. Weird, weird world we're, like, we're in right they, now. Uh, you know, I just named off maybe it was like the top ten or fifteen. There's there, there's a bunch more, but the the amount of people that forgot their 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 pets, and I don't have a pet, so never would have thought to take one with me in the car, let alone in in, in an Uber. But yes, uh, what do we have here? It was a uh, a, a poodle, uh, hamsters, and a and a pair of turtles. I, I gotta imagine you're gonna be in pretty big trouble if you get home and you did not bring the pet that you had left with earlier. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd be thrilled to be the driver either to suddenly find out that there were two turtles left in my back seat that albeit now harmless. Your, you you got to kind of deal with. Yeah, uh and 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 what do you, what do you what do you do? I'm not prepared for this. Am I am I going to leave them in the car? Am I going to take them to a shelter? This is now a problem that you've acquired that you don't have a solution for. That sounds annoying. Th- this is I only had one person ever get sick in my in my car. It was Halloween and it was basically the last time I ever drove, but somebody got sick. And the worst part about getting sick is obviously you got to clean it up. But the worst part about it was I couldn't drive the rest of the day because my car was a mess. It, it smelled like yep. fucking puke. And I think when you leave something behind like this, you're not only hindering, you know, the challenge of dealing with this and figuring out what to do with the animal, but you're eliminating my option of continuing to drive and keep, providing keep working. Yes. You've, you've, you've ended my day and added another job that I didn't have before all this that I didn't want. And, and you know, not that uh, these these rideshare people aren't exactly making money out there, but I, I promise you this isn't the career they all dreamed of having and the money that they're hoping to make. There's there's other aspirations out there, and you're you're getting in the way of it with all this kind of stuff. It's, it's just 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 what I'm saying. But this is this is weird. I don't, I don't know if I like this list. I don't know if I believe this list. Oh, it's it's official. It's right from Uber. Like their news area and because if you're missing something this wasn't a you know hey buzzfeed we asked uh 50 uber drivers it was the weirdest thing they lost like this is the official like i lost this and you put this on a lost form that you sent in to try to get your stuff back yeah good good luck i i haven't I, I, it's it's hard to it's hard to be everyone's you know parent in, all, in every one of these situations too where it's like you know i didn't do this you did this yourself like i'm this is any other situation you feel like it's personable and you also have my phone number that it's 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 accessible that's that's not your it's not my problem i'm not i'm not i'm not into all this remember your goddamn animals all right we need we'll put a leash on you all right buddy system everyone hold the rope (laughs) yeah um all right is uh is that all we're gonna do for the podcast here you want to wrap up real quick about this lifetime kd uh nike deal here Who? no no i'd rather talk if we we're doing just something real quick to end it is the uh last night the uh writers in in hollywood are, are, are going on strike uh i think there's been a couple of times where this has been close to happening but the last time it happened was uh like 
2007, 8, 9-ish uh, time frame. And obviously, if there's no writers, uh, stuff doesn't get made because you need stuff to be written down. I think it really uh, increased some of the uh, some of the reality show popularity because it was, well, we have everybody else that's ready to make TV, but we don't have the stories, so what can we do? But I think this is really going to hit close to home very quickly because uh, where, you know, Succession, Barry, stuff that I'm pretty sure is already filmed, already written, that will continue through, like, the, these seasons. But stuff uh, like late-night shows where you're writing stuff day of, you know, has to be very current. Uh, I think they were saying, like, that could get shut down as quickly as tomorrow. So something to keep an eye on as the uh, the, 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 the labor unions, the, the writers' union, and the, the Hollywood... Uh, no, uh, was it the, the studios? You know, get, get get their act together and try to figure out a a, a solution to this. But you know, might want to keep an eye out if you're, you're into TV and into in, into movies because there might not be uh, anything new for a little bit, or there might be new stuff and then there might be a pause for a while. Like I know uh, if you go back, some of the shows around that time frame, like like The, the Office, uh, I know specifically, there was a short season because the writer strike happened. So you know that that, that could be something that's on on the horizon. I'm only watching shows that are wrapped up. That's all I'm doing. I'm, I'm watching a few live ones. They're wrapping up right now. Succession and Barrier are two, and I don't. I think Billions is another one. I'm still that hasn't finished. So that'll probably wrap up soon. Um, I don't know. I'm not I, the trends of all this. They kind of get your own attention when they happen, and if there's enough seasons on something, sure. But I, I kind of like knowing when a show's ending and it's wrapping up, and that this is kind of the content of it all. I don't want to wait. I hate waiting. This you're just telling me right now to be careful of whatever show about to start because I. Might have to yep. wait. Have to wait. Might more than likely have to wait. So I I don't like the news of all that, but I'm very much an advocate for watching shows that have kind of already wrapped up. Sometimes they don't age as well, but I kind of like the time travel a little bit. I don't know. The world we live in right now is way more way way too complicated. Let's live in another older era of difference. I don't know. We'll keep an eye on it, and we'll keep an eye on our schedule, which is, continues to be wacky. Uh, some some heavy drinking weekends here, getting added up, and some some coordinated Celtics news every every week seems to be scheduling us but we will do our best to hopefully be here next Monday I won't make any promises but it should be Monday I think I think we're finally okay so it should be Monday next week uh, anything you want after the people out there uh, just want the uh, Celtics get their act together so go seize All right. we'll be back thank you as always for listening follow us on our page you can follow Zach on his Twitter which is wickedzman24 Go seas. Little column A, little column B.